Welcome to the Good Note Podcast. I now have my co-host, Mr. William Banks. Hello, and, hello. Uh, we will be interviewing today Athens band, Ashes to Omens. Hey, what's hello. up, everybody? Cool. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, yeah. feel free. I'm James. I am the singer, songwriter. I am Casey, and I play the drums. Chris, I play the bass. I'm David, and I play the lead guitar. Cool, cool. How long have you guys been playing? Like, how long have you guys known each other to play together? Five months. Five months. <clears throat> and uh, how did y'all meet? So, James, uh, he, he approached me and, and said that uh, he wanted to start a band. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we, we, called, we called each other and uh, talked on the phone. And he, uh, he said he already had, you know, a, a good idea of what he wanted to do. And um, we, uh, we actually met through a mutual friend. Um, who I had known previously, and uh, but I hadn't talked to in a while, and um, so yeah, James, James approached me, and I came over here with uh, one guy first, actually. Remember him? And, yeah. Uh, that guy didn't work out. He was a drummer. Um, Flaky ass. And then, <laughs> thankfully, we met Casey. Cool. And, uh, Casey brought on Chris. And we also, uh, yeah, I was just gonna kind of. Uh, touch up on uh, how James got in touch with me because mm-hmm. I had put a, a post at Nucci's, but that was like a year ago. Yeah. And then it set up there the whole time. And, they and, then, up I, there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got your email, and then you were like, hey man, I see you play drums. You would like to play my style. So we were like, yeah, we'll meet up. And then you brought David. That was my first time meeting Dave. Yeah. Cool. And then, uh, so you got, you got in the mix, Christopher? Oh. I'm Casey's cousin, and uh, me and him had previously been in a band before, so we played together, and we were really good in sync together, so when he told me he was going to try for this band, I asked if they had a bass player, and at the time, it did, but he was also a very versatile like, guitarist, too, so I asked if I could try out, and I came and tried out, and they loved me, and they kept me. Aww. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even remember the bass player. Like now that I'm thinking about it, it was Michael Ford. My, Michael. Trump. Oh yeah, that's right. We were we were getting so we were gonna do this other thing, mm-hmm. and we ended up going a different direction. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned the Nucci's thing because I'm pretty sure all of us have been to Nucci's before, mm-hmm. like prior to this, and I had never seen your ad, your Casey's ad rather. Uh, prior to that that evening, ironically enough, but. I was in my garage. I spent a lot of time in my garage. <laughs> when I when I had emailed you and it worked, it's it's funny how it worked out though. Um, but yeah, I had uh, I found David through uh, through a mutual colleague from another band that I had shared some shows with, you know, for a few years previously. Cool. He was a pretty talented guitarist, and initially I had asked him to play with me, and he said, "Oh, I know this one guy that might be you might hit it off with." So that's kind of that's kind of how that happened, like the. Mutual like Nucci's relationship, and then just through you know other friends. Nice. Y'all's name, this name, Ashes to Omens. Does it, does that name carry a specific meaning to you, or did you just think it kind of fit the sound of y'all's band? 
I actually don't remember who came up with the actual name. Was it David who came up with that with the name? You had a lot of different ideas for names. Um, I can't remember what they were. Sadie's calling. Autumn's calling. Sadie's calling. Somehow you got on ashes and uh, or you you got on something ashes and something or omen of something and. So then I went back with another list of ideas, and we all agreed on ashes to almonds. I guess okay, yeah. It, That's yeah, how I it just remember. Cool. Right, right. It just sounded cool. Yeah. <laughs> it it originally like come from I think like because all four of us had played in like previous bands before. Mm. So the idea behind the name itself was like something being made anew, like something being made fresh, and, yeah. and you know like ashes turning into you know something that is of the future, like some sort of omen. Okay. I think that's kind of where it, I think that's kind of where it came from. Um, I think and I think everybody can kind of relate to that too. Yeah, I mean it fits y'all's sound, and there's you know there's a whole lot of like hard late '90s, early 2000s like hard rock influences. A whole lot of Tool, a whole lot of like Alice in Chains, yeah, was the Jerry Cantrell, stuff like that. Yeah, it really shines. I appreciate that. Yeah. You hear Tool the most probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely it's just the I was telling James I always hear sober whenever I'm trying to hum the screws in my head. It just goes over to that song instead, but. Uh, Will, if you want to take it over for this one. Yeah, I was just going to ask, you had your first show last weekend, right? Uh, yep. Caledonia and Athens. How did it go? How did you feel about it? Was it was it nerve-wracking? Was yeah, it was, some of the same old? That was the funnest thing. <laughs> it was too fun. Like, cool. uh, there were moments where I find myself, like, I'd look at one of them and just I'd, like, get really cheesy and, like, grin because I was just <laughs> like, hey, we're doing it. Like, this is fun. It takes a lot of courage just to get up on the stage, I know. Um, so what's uh, where do you guys see yourselves going from here? Do you still want to play around Athens, or you, where do you see yourselves ending up? I'd love to keep playing Athens. That way we can build like some Athens fans and friends, and then if we take it to like ATL, <laughs> that thing will go there Athens, too. Athens is definitely a good foundation. Yeah, yeah, it's a good start. Um, we're we're trying to book up some shows. Okay. Uh, we, I think of you as more of like a regional band. Like, I feel like Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Alabama, I think that's the shows we're trying to play. Yeah. That's the venues we're trying to get on, is more of like in the region. Yeah, I think, I think we're just going to stick with Athens for now, and if we can get some shows outside of Athens, fantastic. Since you've you know, got one show under your belt, what would you say is your favorite thing about playing live in front of a stage? What's your, what's your least favorite thing about it? Just for, just for giggles. I mean, especially people that have played before, like what's one thing? My, my, favorite, thing, my favorite thing is the energy. The, and just the whole atmosphere in the room. Um, you know, as long as the, the crowd is good, as long as the audience is good, you know, and they're actually participating. You know, I've, I've played shows before that were, um, you know, it's, I guess it wasn't the right place. It wasn't the right venue, you know. It was more of like a, a restaurant where people were there eating. We just happened to be there playing, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, our first show um, that we had on, in, December the 9th uh, that was that was the first time I'd ever really played a show um, where people were there to see us they were there to hear the yeah. music you yeah, know and they were really into it for that. yeah and I feel like the reception was really good that was that was probably the best first show I've ever had with a band oh yeah it's, good. it's always good to get a nice reception good, good energy to feed off of motivation yeah. for the next show pretty much same thing he said how I feel and like James pointed out when we opened the show most of the people there had never heard our the opening song Crossing the Line they'd never heard it 
And by the second chorus, he's got him screaming, hey, hey. Which yeah. is in the chorus, he had the crowd screaming back to him and, you know, saying something, you know, people never heard that song. They're already singing back to him. We had people singing back in every song. Oh, and I thought that was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Probably the thing I hated the most was the equipment failure. Oh, yeah. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was trying a new guitar out that, that I haven't been using in practice. Um, I was trying out a Jackson, and uh, uh, I was using it for our lower tune songs, or in, which are in drop C. Um, and it, I just had put new strings on it, and it was not holding tune. You could, you can uh, hear it just slowly, oh, yeah. slowly going down. That's little slow by little throughout. The song. <laughs> <laughs> Having to bend the strings more and more, and then it just not. Yeah, I, I was seriously by the end of the song, I was really trying to bend them and make them hit, you know, in the right, right keys. We made it through it. Yeah. They still loved it. <laughs> well, luckily, like we were talking about a while ago. While then James and David were trying to figure out what's going on with the guitar, I'm sitting there messing with the crowd, trying to keep them entertained. <laughs> so my amp started cutting out too while he, his guitar was losing tune. So it was just about five minutes of the show. But other than that, the crowd's energy definitely helps. That's always a plus. Like yeah, even if I, your equipment's failing, you look out and they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like they were good, good, uh, good sports. Yeah, yeah. I know there was one where you guys had an intro. But the crowd was louder than the recording I was trying to hear before you guys started playing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was cool one of y'all, one of y'all's wives yelling ashes to open. <laughs> <laughs> that was now you guys, you guys played your single, "The Screws." Now it's on Reverb Nation. It's on YouTube. What else would it be on? And what was the inspiration behind that song? Because that seems to have a very direct message. Um, so, you know, as far as a single. Well, actually, hold on. Before I answer that, um, like about that first show, I, I want to say that that was probably like the best, probably the best, like funniest show I'd ever played before. Yeah, I've, I've been playing like in, in different bands for the past ten years, and like I was telling them that, man, that was hands down like it was the the best, most responsive crowd, most active crowd. The only thing that I didn't like about the show was like the lead up, like the anticipation for that show was like crushing. Because I, w- I knew, like, once we get that one out of the way, then it's all downhill from there. Then we can kind of take it. But, like, getting that first show out of the way was, like, oh, my God, it was mind-numbing. But um, as far as, like, the single is concerned, like, you can you can hear that song everywhere. It's on iTunes. It's on Pandora. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music, Google Music. It's, it's really? you can, you know, buy it, download it there, anywhere. Really just search it on whatever respective app you might be on. It's on 70 different markets worldwide. Perhaps so. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the idea behind the song, like we were just talking about this uh, earlier when we were practicing, is like this idea behind like this concept that I had mm-hmm. for for an album, and like, but the screws, like that song specifically, is about someone panicking, like someone like c- trying to come to grips with like their own mortality and and kind of dealing with those issues that might be going on. Yeah during that like I think I mentioned to you before like that song like was written in the midst of like an anxiety a very serious anxiety attack mm-hmm. it was it's basically like the process of of realizing that you have literally zero control and you're just kind of left to your own devices and then at the end of the day being able to like come through it and it's a you know know that it's okay uh, but like doing the midst of that anxiety attack it's like someone's tightening screws on you it's it's like being like wound up to the point 
that your body like has has no con- you have no control over your body, and you know, and you're you know, you just kind of dealing with whatever's being dealt to you. It's a very heavy song, and by heavy I don't mean fast, but it's just a very purposeful, very driving, very like immediately rememberable song. Even though it definitely calls to light a lot of the hard rock bands, like I was saying, the '90s and 2000s. But it, it's not—it's not a copy. It just has that really raw like that feel for it. Really you, raw. You nailed it when it. you yeah. said purposeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we do. We're working on a video with. Uh, we just finished. We just wrapped filming on a video for that song for with Halo Union Productions, okay. with uh, Ben and Nathan Walters, and we're doing like some final shots. Should be coming up in the next week and a half, two weeks. So we should see an official music video release of that. Fantastic. In the next couple of weeks, uh, we got a we got a couple of shots from it, um, yeah. like a week and a half ago that we were real, real excited over. Yeah. Uh, I feel like those guys are the Walters brothers are fantastic, and they. We went out to uh, somewhere in Greensboro. What was that place called? Stevens. Stevens. Skull Shoals. Skull Shoals. Yeah, down in Stevens, Georgia. Hell of a long drive. Only 30 miles away. They're taking out. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. No cell phone service. And we're out there for like four or five hours shooting that video. And Yeah, those shots in what looks like that abandoned mill. That's the first stills that I saw of you guys. Yeah. I've been waiting for it ever since. Yeah, we were real real stoked about that. That's the first time I've ever done anything like that. The family over the bridge, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we, we were, me and Casey rode together. James and David rode together because we were in an SUV hauling the drums, and there ahead of us, we're going down this long, two three mile dirt road. Yeah, to get in to the, the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. And, <laughs> and we see this these two cars. It's just a, it's a small, narrow dirt road, but we're going one way. These two cars are going the other way. Like they're leaving, we're coming in, and they roll down the window, stick their hands out, cheer, and everything. And we're just like, "What?" <laughs> and Casey made the joke, said, uh, "What if they heard we were coming to film a music video?" And they started cheering our band name or something. And sure enough, we got down there, and the Walters brothers, I think, or y'all had told them that we were filming a music video and they were doing exactly what we joked yeah, about oh, them wow. doing. <laughs> so. Yeah, special trip out there just to come see us. It's going to be a good yeah. feeling having somebody <laughs> shot for that. Yeah. Yes. That was real. You know what, though, like, what was a better feeling, though? Um, like, from that first show, like, there's always that preemptive show anxiety is, like, what if nobody likes us? Like, we've already, like, we've released a single and everybody's like, when are you going to release an album or when are you going to do this, when are you going to do that? But that, like, that show... To find out if you're going to be truly accepted, because all they know of is this one single. They haven't heard like the other music, like people coming up after the show going, "Oh my God!" Like that was way beyond anything we ever expected. Mm. This is phenomenal. When is your next show? We're absolutely going to be there. Like that was, that was like the that was like a, yeah, that was a real feeling. feeling. Yeah, it'd be a sense of victory. I know you probably spent a lot of time and effort getting ready for the show, and then to have some yeah. kind of reception like that. Yeah, I've exactly. played shows where no one's even looked at you. You know, they don't say anything. Yeah. They don't know who you are. They don't know why you're there. But people show up for it. They're happy about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great sign. Yeah. yeah, James and I actually talked about that, saying uh, like because we now we practice two times a week and mm-hmm. we talked about like rehearsing every little move and every every like little thing that we were going to everything needs to be purposeful yeah and like actually showing that at the show and people appreciating it and I felt yeah. like people did yeah you know? and just the people. virtues of being able to move around while you're playing to put it that simply I mean just yeah. be, like being able to express what you're playing 
rather than just playing it. It makes yeah. a lot of difference in a live setting. Exactly. It's, and when the crowd has a reaction, mm -hmm. that just makes it <coughs> get into it even more. Exactly. Like, you express it more because you're like, they they love what we're working so hard for. Yeah. And so that definitely felt good. I think I think the crowd like, I think they like they picked up on like the passion. Like I feel like yeah. they feel like, I feel like that the crowd felt. That they that we believed in what we were singing, like everything that, because I don't feel like we just write music to just write music. I feel like the music that we write, like every one of us is connected to that music in some way. Yeah. And so when we're playing, like we're really like we believe what we're playing, regardless of whatever song it might be about, whatever the song like represents. But like I feel like everybody believes in that, and they believe in like the message that the band brings. And I feel like that that, that crowd that night they picked up on that. So, they yes, know that so we believe do. in what we're doing. And there's a driving force behind everyone's part to the song. Does any does everyone collaborate on a song altogether, or does someone just come up with, "Hey, I've got this great idea, and let's flesh it out together"? Well, usually, get an idea of a song. David usually leads it off with a guitar riff. Casey will tie in the drums, and sometimes Casey will even tie in a guitar riff because I mean he's a drummer, but he can give him an instrument, and he'll learn how to play it in ten minutes. I mean he's very, very much a gifted musician and we tie in the rest of it later but that's for the most part that's how it works guitar and drums and then we collaborate with the bass and then James will be sitting in a corner writing lyrics <laughs> as we're playing music yeah <laughs> it works, man. Yeah. works really well yeah, it does write some really cool we songs we started a new song tonight and I think if we did it a little bit different I think it's turning out really good we're all really excited about where we're going with it cool I think for the most part it is a group effort because he was saying, you know, I'll, I'll start or we'll start with a guitar riff or, you know, the main part of the song, you know, so I'm asking James, you know, what, what are you hearing when you're writing it? I think with the, with the Screws, that was the first song we ever wrote together. Remember, I, I asked you, what, what are you hearing? I, I, I had you hum it out and I yeah. sounded it out. It's so, funny that, that you bring that up because that, it kind of like, all of our songs kind of come from like a different place. Like, I feel like yeah. That what I think that makes us versatile musicians because like every one of our songs, whether it be songs that we brought over from the other or whether it be something new that like like for example, like what he's talking about with the screws. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wrote I wrote the lyrics to the song and I and I told him I was like I've got this idea, you know, that I want to bring out and you know talk about we, we worked together and we built that song around that. Mm -hmm. But then on the opposite side of that, you know, Casey. He come to me when like we were like a Tuesday night or something, and he's like, "I've been working on this guitar riff," and he just started set started playing. And we wrote one more day, yeah. that way. We wrote "Slip Away" like the same way, which is was like the fourth song we played at Caledonia, okay. the one that played right behind the screws live, and then then this song tonight, like we were talking about this earlier, is, is I had like this idea about this specific individual. And I was like, oh, well, this kind of, I feel like the music should harken back to, like, something from the 80s, like something that's real Scorpions or, or what you said, Scorpions sounding, mm -hmm. or versus, yeah. like, ACDC sounding like that old school kind of rock nostalgia kind of feel to this song. And everybody is, like, so important to contribution here. And, and honest to God, like, I've never been in a band before where everybody contributed on, on this kind of level. I feel like everybody contributes equally and everybody's opinion is, is held at the same standard versus... Well, what do you want to do with this song? And yeah. I wrote this song this week. We need to learn it. So you guys would not be who you are if there were just one like interchangeable person. 
Oh, no, no, not at all. I feel like all four, like everybody that contributes to this music is is so important. Like everything is crucial. Like everything, like Casey said earlier, is like everything we do like during our show is we do it on purpose. Like we do it a specific way. And I feel like our songwriting, I think that it reflects that as well. It reflects it very much, yes. Yeah, I'm always, and I'm always asking for feedback. Well, what do you think? You know, well, what should we do here? Or should we make this different? Or should we do this? Well, we don't want to sound like this. Or we don't want it to be, oh, well, this is just a rehash of this song. You know, what are we doing here? And I think everybody contributes equally. Very nice. Awesome. We, we keep tightening up. You know, once, once we get the main riffs of a song established, we keep, you know, uh, adding, adding new stuff to it here and there. You know, uh, pre-recording. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, even uh, like you were talking about, slip away. You know, that's that's changed a good bit oh, yeah. um, since since the first time that we tried it out. And um, I, I really like the, the you know the the new version we do. Yeah. Oh, you know what's crazy? Don't you bring that up? Like initially, I remember what I don't know if you guys even remember this. Like initially, that was an entirely different song. Yeah. It, it started out as something completely different, and we brought it over because we had, I forget, I don't know if I wrote separate lyrics or you had wrote something else. I was like, damn, that would sound so much better if we were doing this. Or, so. or you may, maybe you have yeah. said it or something. And that's, that's also how Prayers for the Week. Yeah, we wrote a set, we wrote an entirely different song, and I was like having like anger issues or something one day <laughs> when I was cutting grass. And I wrote this, I wrote this song, Prayers for the Week, that ended up. It would sound way better if we if we do it on top of what we've already written for this. <laughs> so we use that instead, and like I, I'm happy with the result for sure. I, I think prayers for the week has probably the most powerful message out of out of. Boy, would you guys agree about that? Yeah. yeah. Like <clears throat> the whole premise behind it, you know, is is why don't you rise and speak out, you know, before before they take everything. Yeah. You know. Absolutely, yeah. And that's one of the funnest plays. And that one got a lot of feedback at the show. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think you you even you didn't even sing Rise one time. The crowd did it for you the whole time. They loved it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'd he'd stop and throw the hand up, and you'd hear them scream Rise. And like you said, the song is basically about not letting you know standing up, voicing your opinion, which is something everybody should do. Regardless of who you are, everybody has a voice, everybody has an opinion. I know you guys were talking a lot about you know playing at Athens, playing shows around here. If you had to define it, what would be what would you say would be the main thing that really sets you guys apart, makes you guys really unique in this ocean of bands and projects that we call Athens, Georgia? I don't like to <laughs> gloat about anything, but I do know that like like James said, one thing we can do is write something catchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one talent that we do have is we can write something catchy. Yeah. And a lot of um, a lot of the local bands, you know, they're into the, a lot of the, the screaming and you know, the hardcore, faster you play, the better it is type yeah. deal. But we, we take our time and we try to put message behind the song with powerful vocals, you know. And then we, we've done guitar-driven songs, bass-driven songs, this new one's really a drum-driven song. I just think that was personally what I think sets us apart is I feel like we put more into the meanings behind our songs and really try to get a message. That's what I think. It's more about the message. Yeah. 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 Like our age difference, like everything. Seriously, like I feel like we come from different music backgrounds, and because we all work really well together, 
uh, I feel like when we write stuff, we all have like that uh, personal like background influence, but it works really well together. And because we hear each other out and we do like all agree on things or all disagree and not you know try to push an opinion or anything, yeah, I feel like that's how we stay stay like focused on. Yeah. That sounds deceptively simple. Yeah. Like you hear it, like you, James, you were talking earlier, like ACDC. Their songs are a little more complicated than you would expect in case you were just planning on just, you know, just ringing one out one day. There's actually, it's it's something that sounds like anyone can do it, but you guys are taking a style of music that so many people have attempted in the wrong way, and you guys are putting some real weight into it instead of just... I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, you know, with you mentioned, you know, you were asking about what sets us apart from, you know, other Athens bands is, um, well, I, I mean, I see a lot of local bands. I, I love local music. I love independent music. Yeah, and me too, man. I've, I've, you know, been to a lot of shows, but I don't really feel like I can connect with a lot of the messages, you know, that they're sent, like that a lot of bands send. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what Chris was saying is I wanted to write music that I felt a personal attachment to that I felt like somebody else might be able to relate to, whether it be, you know, like the screws and just being, you know, just beat down and, and tore up and dealing with an like internal struggle, or it be the opposite of that, you know, with Prayers of the Week, where, like, you know, you realize that all this is against you. You have all this, all these cards are stacked against you, you know, and how you need to overcome that, you know, how you need to rise up and, and say something and speak out and, and get pissed and lash out, you know, and... I feel like that's what so far, you know, I know it's, you know, one show doesn't speak for, you know, what we're saying, but, but you know, based on the response that we've gotten, I think it speaks volumes. I think people are connecting with the music that we're writing. People, it's, it's relatable. Yeah. I, I, was, I was telling Casey earlier that, um, you know, he said you were asking uh, about how we like your lyrics, and uh, I, I love your lyrics, man, because they're memorable. They're simple in a way that, that it's, it's very memorable. Anybody can pick up, anybody can understand and relate, but it's it's really deep and it's in depth if you, you know, if you take that second look. And I feel like, you know, mo- most every song that we've written so far, I feel like just about anybody can take something from it. So definitely want to set a foundation of solid substance, not just be flashy and style and trendy, that kind of thing. Yeah. You really respect something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in any, I mean, I think, you know, and I appreciate the lyric comment, but it's just like anybody can go to school and learn to be, you know, an amazing, you know, amazing guitarist, you know, not necessarily that it doesn't come without talent, but like to tell a story, you know, with your music that someone can relate to, I think that's probably way more important than just being able to shred on guitar or play a ridiculous like you know eight five time you know on the drums like you can learn how to do that kind of stuff you can get to be a better musician but can you connect with people yeah that's way more important you have to have soul exactly exactly you have to have soul what's next for ashes to omens do y'all have anything happening in the near future i know you have enough songs to make an ep you have your music video coming out just fill us in one more time on on how all that's coming Sure. Um, so I know we are we're finishing the video now for the screws. It should be re- released before January first. Uh, we're finishing up the next second shots on that, and we're going to do B-roll, and then that'll be done once we do pickups on that. And then we're 
discussing earlier about going back in the studio to uh, record a, you know, an EP. Um, I'd like to include, you know, the new song that we're working on, you know, provided we get done in time. And then following that, obviously, you know, after the music video release, we're looking to go back to Caledonia in February, uh, early to mid-February. That was, that's confirmed, but, you know, we don't know who we're going to be playing with yet. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, I don't know how everybody else feels, but to just, you know, just keep doing what we're doing, you know, and keep writing with things that we can relate to and, and try to play some more shows. You know, we're, I'd love to, you know, play, out of, play some stuff out of state. So we want to develop a following here, absolutely, but we want other people to hear us, so people that we will need to go somewhere for someone else to hear us, and hopefully we can reach out to other people. And the devil, time just grows on you.